Welcome to my Joyful Living podcast. Today's question asks, are we encouraging thoughtful use of technology? Let's discuss. One question parents and educators alike have had is not if communication technology affects us, and in particular, adolescents who are still forming their identities, but rather how it affects them, and also if that was a positive or negative. In a scholarly paper that has now become a classic text reading for information communication technology scholars, Dana Boyd says, teens may make their own media or share content online, but this does not mean that they have inherently the knowledge or the perspective to critically examine what they consume. Being exposed to information or imagery through the internet and engaging with social media do not make someone a savvy interpreter of the meaning behind these artifacts. Digital natives and digital immigrants terminology puts forth the idea of an us versus them adversarial situation. It doesn't take into account that we are all becoming accustomed to using technology. None of us come out of the womb knowing how to operate these devices. Some of us may even be a little more comfortable, or some of us may be a little less comfortable in giving something a try, but there is a definite learning curve for all of us. In 2010, it was believed that children who attend school today are digital natives who think nothing of learning through the use of technology. As adults, we are digital immigrants who remember lessons derived through film strips and overhead projectors. In Massachusetts, where these digital pioneers flourished, the educational system should catch up to the students. That is an assumption that all children born after, say, 1982 would have natural technical skills, and that leaves much to be desired. Rather than assuming that youth have these innate skills, parents, educators, and policymakers must collectively work to support those who come from different backgrounds and have different experiences, Boyd says. The pandemic of 2020 brought much of the discussion of digital natives and digital immigrants into sharp focus. We quickly saw that students who did not have access to the technologies necessary to do their schoolwork They were at a distinct disadvantage to others who had it readily available. They were not naturally inclined to have the skills, nor did they have the access to the technology needed to complete their schoolwork. Teach for America CEO, Elisa Villanueva Beard has this to say. Folks just aren't like, it's just not okay. And so they themselves are figuring out how do they raise the money? How do they partner with the right people to get our kids, the devices and the the connectivity, but it's a true systemic problem. Um, And so what we're seeing instead in some districts is, I mean, folks are handing out worksheets, you know, like, and there's no engagement with the child. And so what we are looking at and we have to be so clear eyed about is the fact that we are on track to leaving a whole generation behind when we think about academics and this is not even dealing with the social and emotional wellness of our kids i mean thank you elisa and i agree now is the time to advocate for better access to technology and to help students and particularly adolescents be better consumers of the technology available to them
A burning question for parents and educators alike is not if communication technology affects adolescents, but rather how. A study by Betty Ann Sire, Stephen Berman, and Megan Smith at the University of Central Florida found that communication technology usage was not related to how the teens saw themselves now or in the future, their commitment or status, but it did predict psychological symptom severity over and above the identity and relationship variable. In other words, it didn't create an identity or determine friendships and relationships, but it did increase levels of anxiety, loneliness, and even depression if those tendencies were already there. Sometimes it was an easier way to relate to others, particularly if there was a potential for conflict. To quote the authors, it could be that identity and relationship problems affect communication technology usage and that people having difficulty with social interaction may retreat further into a virtual world that provides a buffer for more direct in-person contact. A study by the University of California, Irvine, found that the amount of time teens spend on devices is not related to teens' mental problems. Listen to what they have to say. In the digital age, parents and the public are concerned about teens' frequent use of technology potentially harming their mental health. Parents are looking for guidance about how much technology use is too much and how to help their kids stay happy and healthy. Our team, made up of experts on adolescent mental health, designed a study to test whether quantity of technology use was related to worse mental health. First, we collected data from a representative sample of over 2,000 early adolescents from across the state. And then we followed a subset of them for two weeks by pinging their phones multiple times daily with questions. Our first question asked whether the quantity of adolescent technology use impacts their later mental health problems. It does not. We saw no linkages between phone ownership and social media access and use and mental health problems a couple of years later. Then we asked, are days on which teens spend more time on technology more likely to be days with more mental health symptoms? This was not the case. We saw no daily links between quantity of tech use and any dimension of mental health. Our data also enabled us to ask whether those teens who spend more time on tech over the whole study have more mental health problems on average. Our results suggested that this was not usually the case with a couple of surprising findings. First, we saw that those teens who spend more time on tech for schoolwork tend to have more problems with inattention and hyperactivity. Also, we saw that teens who text more report less depression. We also explored two alternate hypotheses. Maybe we had a Goldilocks effect, where really high and really low amounts of technology use are harmful. But that wasn't it either. Or maybe those teens with existing risk factors are the most vulnerable to the negative effects of technology. 
This still wasn't the answer. We didn't find much evidence that some youth are at greater risk. Altogether, our study shows little evidence that the quantity of teen technology use is harming their mental health. And that technology can serve as a useful window into the experiences of adolescents in the digital age. Some teens use social media for relationship-forming opportunities, while others use it for collaboration and experiences that wouldn't be available in a face-to-face -face situation. Lindy Tan and Bomi Kim, researchers at Western Sydney University and the University of Calgary, respectively, found that digital media have afforded young people multiple opportunities to exhibit their personal agency, and the adolescents' pursuit of their passions in online affinity spaces gave rise to intellectual friendships and the development of a personal pedagogy. This ability to have agency over their learning is closely connected to the learning learner's capacity to make choices that are goal-oriented and relevant by situating new learning within existing learning knowledge structures by making connections to previous experience. They go on to clarify that a complete freedom for learners to choose their own pathways without mentorship will not provide any guidance that they need on the way. So this brings me back to my original question. Is technology use, and particularly its use by adolescents, inherently good or bad? I do not think we can encapsulate it so neatly and put it in one category or the other. There are skills that are needed to survive in today's connected world. Whether you are an adolescent, a young person, or one of advanced age, you will encounter technology. It's not going away. We all need to have wisdom in choosing how much we allow in our lives. We need to be good digital citizens. We need to proactively teach these skills to the students we serve. We need to practice these skills ourselves. We would do well to ensure that everyone has access to technology and can use it wisely. We should encourage a balanced approach when using technology and foster creativity and curiosity about the natural world around us rather than seeing it through a two-dimensional lens. We still have the opportunity to impact our reliance on technology in most facets of our lives. Here's hoping we choose the wise and reasonable course of action.